This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning, this is Frida Liu and you're listening to Her Vantage and this is where we speak to women of influence and leadership. As the commercial significance of credentials has grown, certificate fraud has become an international issue. Governance of certificate production, validation, maintenance and storage is equally difficult. Certify spelt with two I's, is revolutionizing the certification process with user-friendly and secure platform powered by blockchain technology to eliminate certification fraud and provide unparalleled trust. I'm here with CEO and founder of Nolisa Francis Nordin. She's got two companies. She's got IntelliWare Solutions Software, and then there's also Certify. So we'll start with IntelliWare Solutions. Tell me why you started this company. Thank you so much, Frida, for the opportunity today. Okay, to address uh, very carefully, unlike others, where when they initiate something, it's something that they've been looking forward to, their dream. For me, I started with a different background. I was tracked. Okay. okay. The arrangement was different. I was supposed to be just managing the company because I was working for a Japanese public listed company. So this is one of the uh, projects in Malaysia. So I was supposed to take care of it, but something happens that I have to take care of the whole thing on my own. So this is how it began and I have no room to give up. So I keep moving on. <laughs> That's right, in a simple right. way. Yeah. That's how you started IntelliWare Solutions. Yes. So your background though, mm-hmm. what would that be? I've been in the dinosaur industry, which is the semiconductor. Worldwide, Malaysia, US, Singapore for over 15 years before I pursue study and pursue and pursue. And by the time I realized I was then already 39 years old, there is no room for me to enter the industry easily. Very competitive with the younger generation, right? So somehow 2018, I saw the advertisement of blockchain. And uh, I do not know what blockchain was that time. I just saw the building was so nice. I just wanted to work in that particular building. So there I just entered and I was given the opportunity to learn from zero. That was a public listed Japanese company doing blockchain in Johor. And uh, after some time, because we were doing digital currency, back then 2018, it was not legalized in Malaysia. But be rest assured, our customers are all abroad. The US, Japan, Hong Kong, Korea. So we were launching the ICO for them. We don't own any coins. We are the developer. So we grew the company from zero to 90 over programmers then. Then we got the attention of our government to help for whatever they are doing. So this is why we started the local entity. I was supposed to lead the local entity as an employee, but somehow, yeah, things shifted that I own the company and I have to run everything on my own. (laughs) So when you decided, you saw this building blockchain and you decided to learn about it were there a lot of women i was the employee number four besides the ceo and whatnot right it was so funny because i have zero knowledge of blockchain i don't even know what it is what it was then and i was not immediately positioned as the technical staff I was governing like the general affairs, taking care of the HRs, the the accounts, whatever. But my forte though is talent development. I'm a mother of eight. So that comes naturally with me. 
So having to take care of the new graduates, that pretty much my children's age. So I managed to groom because everybody starts from zero back then. Even the fresh graduates, they have no idea what blockchain was. So we groomed them from zero to heroes. Today, they are everywhere. They are also outside of the country. After four or five years, they are already obtaining like five-figure salary. So that's how successful it was. To me, the challenge I took is after leading the company, I had to really learn everything from zero myself. Right. So it's not not something you find a lot of women in. Now, just with IntelliWare Solutions, you have several product offerings, Betalus, Lobster, Joha and ProBantu. Tell me about these offerings. Okay. When we first started, we are not sure what Malaysia wants. And blockchain beyond just cryptocurrency, it has a lot of other applications. I would like to run away from the word cryptocurrency, coins and all this. It gives a lot of trauma to begin with. Um, there are some incidents where, you know, people kind of think we are one of the scammers, stuff like this. So I like to shy away from this area. I would like to focus blockchain, how it can really contribute So those products that were mentioned just now, with me in my startup back then, I have about 22 staff. So I allocate two staff per product. We start from zero. That is every two of them have to learn everything. For example, lobster jauha, we are talking about lobster. So we have to learn everything about breeding lobster. And then what are the parameters measured? What are the sensitivities? What are the thickness, right? So uh, with that, we learn how to record it. And most importantly, data acquisition is very simple. Uh, Everybody knows IoT. That's how you get the data. But where you capture it, how you use it is the next thing. And most importantly, why blockchain? With or without blockchain, everything moves on, truthfully. But why you need to blockchain it is so that the data is deemed as auditable because it's non-temperable data. With that, any farmers, be it aqua farmers or or, or normal cash crop farmers, this data, if put together correctly, because we also have to study the Ministry of Agriculture format for MyGap, if you are familiar, uh, good agriculture practice. We have five MyGap in Malaysia. So if we follow everything using MyGap and then we get to use that data, it will ease two parties. That is the governing body itself. That is, they don't have to do everything manual using paper. You know, the sensitivity of paper is that you have to write it and any mistake, you cannot use the paper anymore. You have to redo everything from scratch. Mm. And being on paper, the data is obsolete. And that is also frozen. So you have to retype everything again, you know, analyze everything again before one will, can be granted the MyCap certification. It takes pretty much forever in a way. And the productivity is super low. Therefore, we have the issue of the farmers not getting things on time and big group of them just give up. So this is where we try to give value by providing it in a digital format. And before we can do that, we ourselves have to learn the whole thing, right? And have the data all blockchain. So that was the intention. I put the particle was because it was difficult for us at both sides also for us to deliver the message to the government it was difficult for us to deliver the message to the farmers also difficult it's not about money necessarily even if we were to provide to them a free system free setup to use they have this resistance towards technology and skeptical towards changes they long what shall i say 
not believing in all this, you see. Right. Yeah, so I have to kind of archive this project because we as startup, we have limited resources, mm-hmm. both energy and also money. So at the end of the day, all the products that you mentioned just now, everything is there half cooked. Mm. Half cooked, but when things are ready, we can push it out anytime. So out of all the products, actually we have 12 products. I finally decided to just choose one that can really penetrate into the market immediately. That's why I picked up Certify. Certificate uh. applies to everyone from kindergarten, from the simplest of coloring contests you have certificate, and all the way to all the professional certificates. And uh, we designed the product in such a way that it's inclusive. We ensure that the pricing is affordable. We make sure everything is comparable to whatever practices today. Example, if you are printing out your certificate to ringgit 50 cent at any print shop, that is exactly what Certified is charging you. So you don't feel the pain. So the only thing that we are hoping is only to get people to, to experience blockchain in a way to appreciate the technology and how it can really contribute to you rather than always thinking about blockchain being, you know, cryptocurrency and so. Right. So that's the whole product thing and why why certify. Okay, and we'll talk a little bit more about Certify in detail right after this. I'm here with Nolisa francis Norden from Certify and also IntelliWare Solutions. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Begin Fun Moments. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Join us. I'm here with Nolisa Francis Norden from IntelliWare Solutions and also Certify, which was a product offering and then became a company. And this is because you're a recipient of the Cradle Fund My Startup Pre Accelerator. Yes, the grant name is CIP Spark. That is like a pre seed grant. Okay, so I know you mentioned a little bit about Certify. Is there an ideal target audience on who would benefit from Certify? Okay, of course, we before we design, we have to study the market first. Our four big groups of users or market, firstly, would be the training providers because they are essentially a small organization doing a lot of job. Therefore, uh, they will be needing this particular solution badly. So we have over 5,000 training providers registered under HRDC. The next is the schools and universities, countless of them, uh, not limited to Malaysia, of course. And then the next one is government. Government also issue a lot of certificate from micro-credential to you know, certificates, right, uh, in and out. And then, of course, the enterprises as well. So in total, by number, not by RM or revenue, mm-hmm. by number, there are over 10 million opportunities. That is minimum recorded. So... I wouldn't say we are the first player in this. There are already some. Just that the opportunity is huge. So we want to be one of them, trying to help. You know, when you talk about enterprises, right? How so? Similar like any other organization, when I say enterprises, it includes the industries. I've been in industry like over 15 years, so pretty much I know everything. Certificate don't just apply to human, I mean like people. It also applies to machineries. So if we're talking about people or manpower, example, yeah, specifically in an engineering side, 
at the new hire week itself, you will have to go through a lot of orientation, learning and certificates. So that is recorded inside the company. And then every tool, every tool that you're going to deal, also you have to be certified before you are given the, the privilege to use the tool. And this certificate, it has the time limit as in like only uh, usable for two years, six months of this. So the managing of the certificate currently, if the companies are big enough, they have very good system behind it. And there are also companies, right? For example, I cannot name the names, but there are players that using the same set of tools because of the nature. So Example, if myself, I'm an engineer, I've already certified with like 25 tools and I'm certified with like 10 processes. I can use that example. Yeah, I can use that, that internal qualification to also apply job outside. So this may sound weird. Hey, how come I'm offering something to actually open door for the employees to go outside? But that's not the whole intention. What I'm trying to say is the recording of it, when it is blockchain, it is easy to verify and yeah. certify the uniqueness of Certify, it comes in three, not just one solution. One is for the manager, which is the admin, the creator of the certificate. Another one is for the verifier. That means any general public, they can use these particular apps. It comes free to, to verify whether it's authentic or not. The third one is the wallet. Uh, when I say the wallet, it has nothing to do with money. It's more representative to your those days, we, we bring our clear folder, right? With all the mm. certificates. Yeah. So that kind of wallet. So you have all your authentic certificate with your name, everything in your lifetime inside there. So wherever you go, you have your certificate authentic handy anywhere. So right. this will give you more control of, of yourself and what you can actually use your certificate for. So okay. these are the three things that so far, to my best knowledge, no other solution provider go this far. Right. So is the bigger issue fraud or more recording and maintenance? Correct. Recording and maintenance is the biggest issue, truthfully. For fraud to happen, there are many doorways, right? Internal, external plus carelessness. So I would, I would tackle the last one first, the carelessness. Example, and in fact, the reason why Certify comes is because one of the training provider who taught us ISO, when they found out that we are the software developer, she just came to me, hey, Lisa, you are the software developer, right? Can you develop blah, 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 like this? So when I listen to her, then I understand where are the loopholes? No wonder fake certificate can easily happen. Because example, usually training provider, they are like two men show kind of business, like husband and wife or, you know, partners. And when they conduct training, they, they bring in other trainers from outside. And that trainers is just like on that particular event itself. And the one who going to issue the certificate is a training provider. But we have to remember, they are the one who coordinate. They are the one who running the show. They are the one who's going to issue. And this human being is like only have eight to 10 hours per day. Right, and there's so much job. So what happened is that issuing certificate is super simple. It's no brainer. You can use just any apps to uh, any anything you to do. But the storing of it is very dangerous. Some of it, we did the validation. About over fifty percent do not have a data treatment in case of any damage. So that means either they save it in their servers or cloud somewhere, or in some poor management, they just put inside their laptop. You know the lifetime of your laptop. 
probably yeah. three to five years. Yeah. And then some more put inside the, what they call this, Excel file. And that one, you can accidentally just press anything and it's just gone. So mm. what happened is that some of the, the recipient after three, four years come back to the trainer. Hey, uh, can you please reissue this? I need this for whatever. And because the data is not easily accessible, not well managed, and based on trust, they just kind of verbally ask, when did you come for the training? When was it? Do you remember? You know, and then they reissue the certificate. So knowing this loophole, people can simply abuse. So this is the carelessness part. Right. And another layer would be the inside and outside. That means in a bigger credential certificate, example, university. I think it's quite common for us by now to hear you know, somebody fake the doctor PhD <laughs> certificates. It's so frustrating, right? But why is it happening? There must be doorway. So I would categorize into two. One quite smart, one not so smart. Recertify, example. The not so smart one, they just kind of Google up, get the template. You can Google up and get uh, Oxford certificate template. Just just do something to get your name on it. So what? But the thing is, uh, if you were to do that, we certify, however, when you scan, if this is provided, Oxford is registered with us lah, using our platform, just assuming it. If you were to scan the certificate of that particular university, you will not find it at all. It will say like... Is non-existent because it never been there. However, another like smarter joker, <laughs> they will probably use somebody's existing certificate and just change the name. That means certificate itself with the serial number do exist somewhere. But the name they change, right? So when you check the number, yes, it exists. But we certify what happened though. You will be able to scan. Yes, it existed. But you get to see the image. In this case, they already changed the name. But you get to see the metadata, which actually has the real person's name. So immediately, you know that it's a forged certificate. So this is two-way. And another one that I see internal, that is, this one is not so good lah, integrity issue. Example, if somebody inside the organization being paid, right, being bribed to issue the certificate. So essentially, from the outsider's perspective, everything is there because it's, it's really produced by the internal party. However, if this is discovered, it has to go through the process of somebody launching report. Lah. Hmm. So, these particular apps will be able to hold the neck of the person involved. Two persons will be liable or accountable for this. The person who makes the certificate and the person who approves the certificate. This name will be captured. It's timestamped and it's not deletable, you see. So, this is how we try to cater every doorways for fake certificate. Right. Okay. So now, I guess with receiving the funding from Cradle, what are you planning to do with the funding for expansion and growth? Okay. The funding itself is a pre-seed funding. By right, the expenditure is for development. But by the time we entered the program or we applied for it, we kind of completed the product by 70-80%. Mm. However, refinement or, you know, making it better is always an ongoing process. So part of the funding, we will still continue to improve the product. But immediately right now, we are already talking and onboarding a few users, quite a big number of of users coming up. But for this beginning period, 
it's very hard for us first to convince them to pay for the product. So part of the money will be subsidizing onboarding because we need the first traction. And from our right. side too, we need to learn to manage big scale. So this is in a way considered as development still, but it's a back-to-back process, you know, mass production process. So this right. is what it's going to be used for. Okay. And how large is your team? Oh, you'll be surprised. <laughs> There's only four of us. Myself and one developer doing the logic processes. And we have another two more doing on the blockchain side. Blockchain has two, which is the smart contract on the software side. And another one is the infrastructure. The difference between us and perhaps most of other blockchain players out there, we are not just a software. We are also infrastructure developer. That is... Right. Example, when you're talking about the apps, is the one that I just described to you. But where or which chain are you using is more sensitive when we are discussing. There are companies or even government are more concerned about where you store my data, example. Mm. Which chain are you using? Is it outside of the country? Inside of the country? Who has authority over that chain? So for these purposes, we have four, four options. One is definitely the public chain. Why people would choose public chain because it's super decentralized. But the drawback is, of course, the transaction fee. You cannot control. It really fluctuates. Another one is private chain. Example, I'm just giving an example. If there's a company A, they want their data just to be within their compound. So we can make a private chain just for them. In a way, it's a secure thing in their entity. Another one would be consortium chain. Example, they are like, Banks, or you have the banks nationwide, probably like 50 branches. Every branch can have one node, so you have 50 nodes. We can also develop this for them. Another one is more unique. It's actually public chain, but how we can help the customer to actually enjoy it being super decentralized, but yet not so victimized by the price fluctuation is by having our MOU. We have MOU with a few public chain whereby we get to control the pricing so that people are more happier. Right. So these are the four things that we do extra miles for our customers. Are you looking at hiring more people and is it difficult to find talent? Both are (laughs) correct. (laughs) Hiring people needs money. Right now, we are still bootstrapping. I would say yes to hiring people, definitely. The challenge is not just money. Hiring people is an obligation. You hire them, you have to pay them, but at the same time, you also have to train and manage them. And for all you know, the next day, they just leave you. <laughs> okay, so this is a common issue. Right now, because I need to put my full energy on the product and onboarding, so I would maintain this small group of people. But when we have more money and the rest of the people are more independent, I can focus on developing the talent pool, then I would do so. All right. Well, all the best with all your plans. I've been speaking to Norlisa Francis Norden about a certify. And you've been listening to Her Vantage. I'm Frida Liu, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app. 